0: Samantha, thank you for the phone call and for reaching out. We want to get as much time with you as we could. Go right ahead.
1: Hi, um, I'm just calling because I don't think that the police are going to make any difference. And I'll tell you why. I have a very sad story about a nephew of mine mm-hmm. who has touched on all of the points that you mentioned about the problems with the trans- violence in transit. Last week, I took a call from him. He's a kid that came from the suburbs in Barrie. Ended up downtown due to the services that you were referring to, CAMH, Covenant House, all of those youth services that the city doesn't have. He is now completely addicted, and now he has gone underground into the subway for warmth and for housing. Last week, I took a call from an unknown caller. It turned out to be a TTC worker down at Queen's Park in the subway station. My nephew was in distress. He was harassing the people. He's clearly under psychosis. I have done everything to try to get help, housing. There's no support. I asked the TTC driver, please, I'm not there. I'm driving home from work. Could you please call someone to assist him? He said, well, I can, but there's really nothing we can do. They gave him a cold drink, a little bit to eat, and so the problem is huge. This,
0: Tell this me Samantha. how, it, Samantha, when, how long ago, let, let me fill in some blanks just so I understand. Your story is unbelievable. When did he, when did he leave Barrie for Toronto? How long ago?
1: He left Barrie due to neglect about nine years ago. I have run the gamut with every single government service, outreach workers, CAMH, St. Mike. There is no support. You say there's support. There isn't. There isn't. You're it's right. It's extremely difficult to access. The waiting list, I reached out to Doug Ford about the housing situation. I got an email back from him to say, oh, with a link, with a government link. I'm like, buddy, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. I've already done this six years ago. So when you go to central intake, and I know all of these places, I can list them all by address. There is waiting lists through the kazoo. You have to call a central intake line. There is nothing available in the city out of sheer desperation. They're now going underground into the subway. So if you think that putting an officer down there is going to help, they're there 24-7 now. They're in distress. They need outreach workers. They need health care. And most importantly, housing. Where is the housing? Not 20 years from now, but right now.
0: So right did, now. did his addiction get worse coming from Barry to Toronto? I mean mean. If-
1: 100 million percent worse this kid has been on life support
0: what's he what's he addicted to
1: crystal meth and fentanyl
0: so it starts in meth
1: and fentanyl and so the police do nothing about it and i don't blame the police there's Mm -hmm. nothing they can do he has been incarcerated for stealing a pair of sunglasses from nordstrom what that does to a young mind all that does is cause more trauma, which leads to addiction. We're not getting to the root of the problem. Addiction is trauma. These people, and a lot of the people who end up like this, they are youth. It is the youth that we have to target to get assistance. Nothing is going to help until we do that.
0: Hey, Samantha, like in, in mid- the mi- I'll tell you, in the mid-90s, I had a family friend, um, and, but he's, he's about 15 years older than me. And they institutionalized him around 94. And again, I know what you think, and I like the listener thinks right away, oh, like Jack Nicholson and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I'm telling you, he was there 18 months, 20 months, just shy of two years. He came out clean he came out productive he came out determined it doesn't work that way with everybody but we're not giving like your people like your nephew any shot at that right now no shot. he couldn't live but also he couldn't live on his own in an apartment right now could he he needs more help than that even if we no, gave him ab- an apartment he couldn't live by himself could he
1: Absol- absolutely not no however in the summertime he was eligible because he has cost the system so much money with paramedics jail um Lawyers, incarceration, hospital stays. He's using hospitals like emergency rooms. There was one time two winters ago where he came in for, I don't know, he probably was in like a street fight. He came in. Do you know at St. Mike's, they sent him out in the middle of a snowstorm without shoes and without crutches or anything. He couldn't even walk. He didn't even have socks on. That is the state of also the hospitals now. So in the summer, I ran the gamut. I took time off work. He was eligible for an apartment housing at Lansdowne and DuPont. I worked so closely with the outreach workers. We were downtown trying to get him to commit. When he was sober, and he was sober because he had his appendix out, and during that time he had a lucid couple days, they said, okay, yes, let's go for it. Let's try to get this kid. But what they did is they made it so difficult yeah me, as a person to make this happen for him the forms were filled out eight years ago finally he gets it up not because he's deserving but which he is but because he's costing the system that's too right that's right in hospital hey
0: hey samantha we, we, we i got a blast but i want to stay in touch with you on this i want something good to come out of this i want to take your personal story and You know, maybe it's a Hail Mary, but maybe we can do something good here. So stay in touch with us on the show. We want to do that with you, and let's see what we can do here, okay?
1: Thank you so much for your time.